Blessed Sunday, everyone. If it's your first time here or regular, naka, welcome to our online service. And thank you so much for your time and your sacrifices to be with us in our online service. And today, the world is celebrating Mother's Day. And I want to greet all the mothers out there. A happy Mother's Day. Wishing you all the best Mother's Day ever. And to my biological mama, Mama Nini, happy Mother's Day, Ma. I love you. And of course, to my beautiful wife slash super mom calf i love you and thank you for being my all-time support and a hard working mom for baby uno and today we are concluding our series called encounters and i think we all deserve a virtual clap a okay, virtual clap naman dyan. and thank you sa mga nagsubaybay jud adding a series but if you missed some episodes ani feel free to check them out among youtube our Facebook um, page. Um, feel free to access the videos na dito nakasave tanan sa among social media account. So in the past weeks, we've been in the series, again, called Encounters. And it's been about this, the encounter that people had with Jesus after his resurrection. And the goal of this series is to understand that the resurrection must not only be celebrated, but it must be experienced. That God wants or desires um, us not just to believe in Jesus' resurrection, but to be transformed by it. And today, we will be looking at the encounter of Jesus with his disciples after Sayang resurrection and before he ascended to heaven. And this encounter is very important because mauni ang time where Jesus gave them the final and a serious command that when they obeyed it, it actually changes everything sa ilang life, sa life sa mga disciples, and marks the beginning of the church. Alright? So let me begin by telling you my personal story. Now, uh, when I first accepted Christ, uh, first year college pa ko at that time, um, I got saved. And I thought I knew the basics, you know, don't drink, don't smoke, and delete mamalikas. The way I understood this new Christian life was summed up in three things. Be good, um, obey God's word, and live a godly life. And your life will be changed. Now, that's a good advice, isn't it? But it wasn't long before I realized that I could not really do this on my own. You know, there were times in um, whenever I just felt so powerless against the enemy. You know, I tried harder and harder to live a holy life, but I failed many times. I, I gained wonderful uh, insights and wisdom through the word of God and from my friends. And whenever I go to the, the gathering of God's people, I, I gain wisdom and I... I I actually received help from them, yet I still don't see changes in some areas of my life. Instead of having victory, um, I feel so defeated. I wasn't really sure if I, I was experiencing the abundant life that Jesus promised. Do you feel that way now? Like you want to see changes in some areas in your life, yet until now you are still struggling. The same thing, pabalik-balik na lang. And instead of finding hope in Jesus, you feel discouraged and disappointed sa mong self because no matter how much you try, um, it seems like you don't have the power and the strength to, over to overcome the things in your life na kinahanglan i overcome. Do you are you in that situation now? Now, if you are, and if you feel this way, you are in the right place. And dili accidentally why, uh, dili accidentally why you're here, because today we will know that God has a plan for each and every one of our of, of us, and His plan does not include you struggling through each circumstance or magstay na lang ka kung asa karon or barely getting by each and every day. Dili na plano sa ginoo para sa imuhang kinabuhi. And you may be uh, like me who, who thinks that Christianity is, is about just going to church, find a small group, um, give your offering, say a prayer, and read God's word and you will be changed. Yet, wala gihapon ka magkita nga changes in some areas sa imuhang life and you feel like naapay kulang. And, and sure, these things, uh, kung you mentioned, uh, are in, very important. Right? Reading the Bible, praying, going to church, these things are very important. But let me tell you that Christianity is not just about doing these things. But the key to find power to change our lives is by accessing the Holy Spirit's power that is available to you and me 
if you are a Christian. And that is our topic for today. We will talk about the Holy Spirit. And I'm gonna mainly focus on the role of the Holy Spirit sa ato mga kinabuhi. So if you are ready, please turn your Bibles in Acts chapter 1. And let's start in verse 3. Verse 3. After Jesus' suffering, Jesus presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that, that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. And on one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. So this is the command of Jesus. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me um, speak about. Now, um, let's pause here. And let me give you the context what is happening, Drea. All right? Why Jesus had to give them this final command and what is this promise he was talking about. Now, the promise of the Father was the promise that the Holy Spirit would come to do a distinctive work in the lives of all Christians. It was given through uh, the prophet Joel um, in the Old Testament that God will pour out His Spirit on His people in the last days. And it was also proclaimed by John the Baptist. You know, John said that there were um, there was someone who was mightier than him uh, referring to Jesus, and that Jesus will baptize them with the Holy Spirit. And it was also referred to for a couple of times by the Lord Jesus himself. Now, ang mga verses um, is nasa screen. And uh, let's, but let's look at what Jesus said in John 16 verses 6 to 7. So, kanila atong ipik na verses. And this is the night before Jesus willingly went to the cross, um, he spent time with his disciple teaching them of the most important things. And one of the things that um, Jesus taught was about the promise of the Holy Spirit. So let's read. But now I am going to him, the Father, who sent me. None of you ask me, where are you going? Rather, you are filled with grief because I have said these things. But very truly, I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the advocate or the helper, um, referring to the Holy Spirit, will not come to you. But if I go, I, Jesus, will send him to you. So Jesus said that it was best for them that he lived so he could send the Father's promise of the Holy Spirit. So fast forward ta. Um, Jesus was arrested. He suffered and died. But then Jesus resurrected. And you know what church? Jesus' resurrection is very crucial. It's very important because without the resurrection, this promise of the Father won't be fulfilled if Jesus remained in the grave. You know what? Jesus said that I will send to you the Holy Spirit. And that would be impossible if he was dead, right? But we know that Jesus was alive and that this promise of the Father can be fulfilled. So that is the context. Jesus ordered, ordered them to wait for the Holy Spirit, the promise of the Father. Now, for what purpose? Why do they have to wait for the Holy Spirit? Let's continue reading in Acts um, 1.6. It says, For John baptized, it means to immerse or to submerge with water but in a few days you will be baptized or immersed with the holy spirit jesus was quoting john the baptist from luke 3 16 and then they gathered around him and asked him lord are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of israel he said to them it's not for you to know the times or dates the father has set by his own authority but here's the focus of jesus but you will receive power now underline that phrase you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And after he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes and a cloud hid him from their sight. Now, there's so much to say here, but what is important here to see is what Jesus was focusing on. Um, Jesus was focused on the baptism or immersion with the Spirit. For the purpose that they will receive the power that comes from God through 
the Spirit. And, it, and Luke 24.49 says it's the same scenario um, but different account of Luke. Luke is the author of Luke and the book of Acts. And in Luke 24, it says, I am going to send you what my father has promised, but stay in the city in Jerusalem until you have been what? Clothed with power from on high. So it's very clear here in Luke 24 and, he, and in Acts 1.8 that the very reason why they have to wait for the Holy Spirit is so that they will be clothed with power. They will receive the power from on high. Now, we can think of power in many different things that comes out of mind, right? But what's significance about this word power is it comes from the Greek word uh, dunamis or dunamis, <laughs> where we get the word dynamite. And we know what a dynamite is, right? It's a blasting explosive. In other words, the power ngailhang mo receive is like a dynamite working power. That's amazing. Don't you need that power in your life right now? You know, you would love it, right? You would love the power of God working through you, enabling you to do the things you could never do on your own. And I hope this reality gives you comfort sa mga kinabuhi. Um, church, because you know what, um, this truth shows us shows us that Christ came not just to live among us, suffer with us, and die for us, but to live in us through the presence and the power of His Holy Spirit. You know what, God didn't say, "Okay, um, I save you, and now you have to do your own thing. Good luck." <laughs> okay, He didn't say that. Jesus never said that. Yeah. You have to, like, you have to thrive and survive this fate on your own. You know, we have this worldly wisdom karon nga ginatry nato po apply sa Christianity. You know, the world says, God helps those who help themselves. Madunggan ba ninyo na? Napay another wisdom. If it's up to, if it's to be, it's up to me. At the end of the day, the only person you can count on is yourself. <laughs> I think madunggan ni nato, right? Na mga worldly wisdom like if you're gonna if you're gonna um make it happen it's really up to you you have to go through this life alone nobody can help you but god says no christ didn't just live suffered died he didn't he didn't just resurrect and ascended into heaven then leaving us as orphans or abandoned people and try to navigate life on our own no he has given us the indwelling and empowering presence of the holy spirit in our lives so that we won't navigate our lives on our own Para kita ra ang maningkamot nga mulahutay sa Kristohanong na kinabuhi. No, God is not distant, but He is in close fellowship with us. And He is the one who is empowering us in this present moment to do what He has called us to do on earth. So I hope ma, ma grasp nato na, ma understand nato na, na reality. But let me just clarify something here. If you're a Christian, the Bible is clear that when we put our faith in Christ, the Holy Spirit is already dwelling within us. You don't have to wait for days to receive the Spirit. He is dwelling um, in you now. It never changes. It's permanent. But experiencing the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives is something that we need to ask the Spirit of God every moment sa ang kinabuhi. In other words, um, here's the thing. Indwelling of the Spirit is a one-time event. It happens when you get saved. But being filled or empowered with the Spirit is an ongoing experience of God. God's working in our lives to be able to do the things that God wants us to do. Again, the Holy Spirit is permanently indwelt in you. But you need to daily, if not moment by moment, the feeling of the Spirit. And I hope that is clear. So the reason Jesus appeared to his disciples talking about the kingdom and leaving them with this command that they are to wait for the promise of Father, uh, the promise of the Holy Spirit, for the purpose that they will be clothed in power. Now let's ask the question, if the Spirit has been given to empower us to do the things that God has called us to do, how does it look like sa ato ang mga kinabuhi karon? That's a good question, right? How does this dynamite power affect ato ang mga kinabuhi in this present 
moment. Now, I'm going to focus on this in the next couple of minutes. Um, sa kininga question. Now, this is not, akong ipangingon ka ron, um, dili ni siya an exhaustive list, alright? Because there's a lot of things that the Spirit can empower us to do. But let me mention three things lang, you know, given the time that we have as well. So if you're, you're a note taker, here's the first one. The Holy Spirit empowers holy living. Again, the Holy Spirit empowers holy living. The Spirit gives us a heightened awareness and displeasure towards sin. And you feel that, right? Sa una, you love to sin. Ganahan pa ka magpakasala. But now, when you become a Christian, there's a struggle within you. There's a fight, a war going on within you. Have you felt that? Like you want to live a holy life. You want to be a devoted follower of Jesus. Yet, you know that there is a part in you as well that doesn't want to follow. Like you want to be excellent and diligent sa imong work. Yet, naay part of you ganahan magtinapulan. You want to be loving and patient towards others, and but there's a time that you want to get revenge and unfor and you choose to not forgive them. You are called to serve others, but I point in your life that you want to serve yourself more than others. We know that there is a a, a real battle going on within us, right? And the Apostle Paul is completely aware of this. That's why in Galatians 5, he gives us the behind the scenes on what's really going on in spiritual level, why we are doing what we are doing. And he also gives us here what we need to do in order to be victorious sa atong kinabuhi, sa kristuhanon nga kinabuhi. Galatians uh, 5.16, it says here, But I say, walk by the Spirit. Now, the word uh, walk here means to make progress. That means we are to make consistent forward progress by walking in the Spirit. Dili lang in one-time event. But you have to keep on walking. And you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Now, the flesh is this old ways of life or sinful patterns na wala pang na completely eradicate, eradicate even when we experience the new birth in Jesus. In verse 17, For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit, and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other. That's, that's why there's a fight, a battle within us. To keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under under the law. Now, the works of the flesh are evident. So, many ang manifestations of flesh. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, just getting strife, um, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, and, div and divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But here's the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Now, our flesh wants to sin. And there's still a part in you... Uh, Called the sinful nature, the flesh that wants to sin. But the Spirit also wants to grow the fruit of righteousness in us. And how does the fruit grow? It grows as we faithfully and constantly walk in the Spirit. Yes, there's a war. But the amazing thing is if you are a Christian, this is amazing. God's Spirit is in you and can empower you to say no to the desires of the flesh. And this verse... um tells us that the only way that the believers can be victorious in the battle within is through the power of the Holy Spirit. There's no other way, church. But I think one of the things I, I notice is that we easily resort to human effort rather than trusting in the power of the Holy Spirit. Dagan kayo karun mga self-help books like, you know, 10 ways to be a good leader or ways to success in life or five ways to defeat pornography or do this to have a better marriage. Now, this doesn't mean that self-help books and media are all bad. Some offer helpful insights, but here's the thing. The self-help books or self-help self industry makes you depends on self. 
the self becomes the center rather than God. You know, it gives you an idea that you can make everything better on your own if you can just access the right resources. But that shouldn't be that way. The Holy Spirit is our ultimate helper. Yes, you can access the right books. I'm not prohibiting you to read this kind of books, huh? But but be careful lang. Because if it encourages you to rely on self, self-help, <laughs> to make things right rather than on God through His Spirit, then there's something wrong with that. And here's the thing. If we find ourselves looking to self-help materials rather than access the power of the Spirit as our ultimate source of help, we are looking for help where it can be found. And I understand that we must make effort in our growth in godliness as Christians. So of course, daily passivity ang Kristohano na kinabuhi. We have a part to play. Maybe that's what you are doing now. To read books, listen to sermons, get this and that resources. But remember that the one who can give us the strength and the power through and through is the Holy Spirit. Change and growth does not come sa atuang pagpaningkamot by our human effort, but it is only but it only comes from the from God through His Spirit. Now, this command to walk in the Spirit should be a reality in our lives. Rather than trusting self for human effort, we run to Jesus, Jesus, and ask uh, the the Holy Spirit of God to empower us. But I want to speak as well to another group of people. Who actually try their best to be fruitful in their service. Um, maybe some of you are trying to overcome your addictions in life and yet you failed. And instead of doing something and magpadayon ka, you end up discouraged and disappointed in life. And maybe you are thinking right now, kataman. Wala na ipag-asa ni mo na makabangon pa. Or di na ni mo na ma-overcome nga struggle or addiction sa imong kinabuhi. And maybe you feel defeated in your Christian life. Listen, you don't have to live your life like that. There is hope for you. Sa ato pang gibasa ganiha in Galatians 5.24, ako ang basaho na pod, it says, And those who belong to Christ Jesus, do you belong to Christ Jesus? I think you are, have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Now, if you're a follower of Jesus, at the moment of our conversion to Christ, our fleshly lust with our passions and desires were nailed to the cross of Christ, losing sin's power or control over sa ato That means we have been given the power to overcome temptation and sin. Those of us with a with a past sinful addictions or with current struggles now don't have to repeat the destructive patterns. Natong um ginabuhat or or um don't have to stay sa imong ginabuhat karon. Ayo sige og self pity nga ing ana regyud ka forever defeated loser, a failure. Ayo or ayo pud sige og justify sa imong self na kay tao ra man ko magkamali jud ko. I know tao ra ka. And we are broken people. But don't make that as an excuse and limit God's powers that is available in you through the Holy Spirit residing inside of you. Because if Jesus defeated sin through his death and resurrection, and if, if you are a follower of Jesus, then as Christians, we can stand with boldness that sin has no longer power over us. And that we are now a new person in Christ. I know that the battle is never easy. It is a daily battle to put to death these sinful patterns. But you have a dynamite working power in you now. If you are in Christ. As you choose to walk in the spirit rather than the flesh. Right, so that's my first point. Second point. The Holy Spirit empowers us to build up the church. In 1 Corinthians 12, uh, 4 to 12, it says here, Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all in everyone. To each, notice, to each, right? That means nobody is left out. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. 
For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit, and to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the ability to distinguish between spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are empowered by one and the same Spirit, who apportions to each one individually as he wills. Dili ni siya exhaustive list or maulang jud niha. Paul was just giving some examples of the gifts which the Holy Spirit has set in the church to build up the church. And this passage clearly tells us that everyone has been given a gift. It is important that we do not fall into the error of thinking of the Holy Spirit gifts as only to those who have been granted or highly favored sa ginoo, or mas highly spiritual nga mga tao. No, it's far from the truth. Every single one of us who put our faith in Jesus has a gift. Therefore, each one has a role to play in the body of Christ. Every one of us is important. And let me tell you, let me tell you this, you may not have all the gifts, but for sure naajud ka. Something that is unique to you, to serve God and build up people. And let me say this, our job is not to compare our gifts and abilities, nor to feel superior or inferior to other members of the body, but to work together and use our respective gifts to serve others. I know that sometimes natay temptation nga mo compare jud sa uban. And um but please don't Compare yourself to others and don't feel superior because you think mas better ka, um, mas better imong gifts sa uban or feel inferior but ka kay mas maayo pa ang uban sa imo ha. Again, this gift has been given to us freely by the Spirit. You don't own it. You're just a steward and anang a gift um, for the purpose of serving one another, not elevating yourself sa uban kay you think mas nindot imong gift kaysa sa uban. No. It's not for you. It's it's to serve. It's for the purpose of serving others. So instead of, instead of comparing, why not focus on what God has gifted you? Develop it and and learn to celebrate the gifts sa uban pod. Because here's what I believe: we are better together, not in spite of our differences, but because of them. Again, we are better together, not in spite of our differences, but because of them. God loves diversity, and we can still be united even if we. Are we are different from one another and um in my in one of my accountability groups handle we we actually discuss about spiritual gifts and nami assignment to know the top 3 um spiritual gifts namo and we found out like like jud me ang usa kay na strength sa evangelism ang usa kay weakness niyang evangelism but strong kayo siya in 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 giving and that doesn't mean nga mas superior and inferior ang usa kaysa sa usa, okay? We we just acknowledge nga lahi-lahi gyud di ayamo ang wiring sa Ginoo. And we are to complement one another rather than compete, compare or divide. So my encouragement sa imo um is know your area of giftedness. Know your spiritual gifts kung asa ka gi um, the wires, you know, focus Anna and use it to serve the body of Christ. You know, you have gift things that God has given you for for the purpose, uh, for a purpose, and the Spirit can empower you to use that to build up the church. Now, if wala pa ka baloon sa imong spiritual gifts, nai mga online quiz or test to know imong spiritual gifts as a start. But ako encouragement yun sa imong is to really get involved in the ministry. You know, whether bago pa ka or dugay na ka in the faith, I really encourage you to be part of the community or the church or be part sa ministry team sa church para ma-explore um, yun ni mo imuhang spiritual gift. Alright? Because here's the thing. <clears throat> Excuse me. If your gift is important and if you are now part of the body of Christ the moment you put your faith in Christ, then not functioning well as God designed you to be really affects the whole body. You know, think of a body nga walay kamot or tiel or walay mata. Okay, well, maka function di hapon, of course, but not fully because na ay lacking. 
And if we all give the burden to the leaders or the pastors, you know, si pastor pa ang magwali, mag-edit sa video, mag-limpyo sa church, panunog-nunog na niya. <laughs> Sana all, you know, si pastor tanan or kung kinsa ba ng mga leader, kasi sila ra ang gifted, daghan gay ma-burn out, ana. Or maupaw, ana, ang mga leaders. You know, wala pa man po ko maupaw. Okay, bago pa ko, aambot lang ni P-Mark. <laughs> Geography, Mark. You know, you know, Try to serve, alright? Get in the game. And in our and in our church, um, functioning gihapon ang mga, mga ministry team bisag pandemic na mi host team. You know, kanang mga nagsabak-sabak diha sa chat or comment sec- section nga sige og welcome og mag-chat sa mga important points sa sermon. Part na sa host, host, host team. So pag-wave daw mo diha mga host team para mahibalan mo kung kinsa mo. <laughs> and you know what and we desire on the next time madugangan ni sila and na po mi music team if naka gifts in singing or playing instruments uh, for the glory of God then serve through the music team na po mi social media team nga bago lang nabuo karong pandemic lang and naghanap mi ron og mga interested sa, sa mutray sa graphic designing or video editing and so on dili good expert kay kay, kay among uh, team dili pud expert nag-start ra mi nag nagtry ra develop sa among mga skills during this time of pandemic so try, why not try to join the social media ministry and let, let me clarify this we are offering this to you guys not para gamiton kanamo okay but for you to have a place to discover your area of giftedness. Kaya saan ni mo pagkabalo imuhang area of giftedness or kung asa ka effective, if wala kay opportunity to serve, right? Ang, ang gift baya is for serving others. And if you never serve, never try something, never step out, you'll never know the Holy how the Holy Spirit has empowered you. So find a place to serve. Find a church or community. Find a ministry team to serve. That's it. So the Spirit empowers you to build up His church and what a privilege and joy to know that God has given us something to contribute sa yang kingdom. Walay na left out, but everyone has a purpose. And next, the Holy Spirit empowers us to live on mission. We have to understand that Jesus is not just in the business of changing you by His power, but... um. He wants others to experience this life-transforming power of the Holy Spirit. He's not just in the business of building up His church through the gifts of God's people, but His end goal is so that the church would become an effective witness of the gospel to the world. And if we go back in, in the story a while ago in Acts 1, you know what? Prior aning event, Jesus was actually or had given them the great commission to go and make disciples. And knowing that disciples that the disciples couldn't really do it on their own, he commanded them to wait for the power of the Holy Spirit. And because Jesus knew that they weren't ready, they have to receive the power in order to become an effective witness of the gospel. And when they experienced the power of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost, which is in Acts 2, um, if you read that chapter, their lives has been changed dramatically. The disciples are transformed and equipped to carry out the Great Commission. And on that same day, they began to preach the gospel with power and that they even preach the gospel in different languages to different people. That's how powerful and unique ilang um, experience as they witness by the power of the Spirit that caused the growth of the church. Imagine on that day, 3,000 people got saved. That's amazing. But what strikes me the most about the story of Pentecost is how the Holy Spirit used Peter, right? Simon Peter. In the midst of the amazed, perplexed, and and mocking crowd, and maybe some of them wanted him to be killed, Peter stood up and he courageously preached what was happening or clarified what was happening at that time. And his life is a powerful picture of the difference that the empowerment of the Spirit makes in our lives. 
You know, um, in the Gospels, Peter is is a wavering wimp. He denied Jesus three times. He couldn't really stand saying faith. But in Acts, um, we, we see him full of the Holy Spirit. He, he stood in the midst of mockers and preached powerfully an anointed message which results in 3,000 people um, being saved. And that's really amazing. And just like the, er- the early believers, we are called to be witnesses as followers of Jesus and tap the Holy Spirit's power for us to be an effective witness. And let me tell you this. God has not called us to persuade force, coerce, or manipulate anybody, but he called us to witness to the Lord Jesus Christ and his saving power and to live the results sa iyaha. Because a witness only tells the truth about what he knows and what he see, what what he's seen, right? That's our only role and j- just live to God the result. But I think ang problem mo sa if you're just honest, mahalog ta mo share sa gospel because mahalog ta na ma-reject or basin dili dili takabaloon sa ato ang isulti, wala takabaloon sa iingon or reaction sa ato ang sa person na ato ang gisharan sa gospel. We're not sure if mo respond ba ni Shaw dili. Hey, let me just remind you that um, dili na mao imong role, dili na mao tong role. It's not our role to change and persuade people. You are just simply called to share. And we have the Holy Spirit who can help us as we witness. And let me show you some of the roles uh, sa Spirit in our witnessing. First, the Holy Spirit gives boldness to our witness. That's in Acts 4.31. If you want boldness, ask the Spirit of God to give you boldness. Just like what we've seen in the life of Peter. From, from a coward to the one who boldly um, stood up. Sayahang faith. And the Holy Spirit also gives boldness to our witness. Um, I, sorry, the Holy Spirit gives weight to our witness. You know, what gives power to your word to convince and convict people in, is the Spirit of God. Dili ikaw, dili say mo eloquent words and amazing illustration, ma-change ang tao. Importante kayo na ma-train po ka. Of course, in fact, nami uh, na uh, training uh, sa church the exchange trainings at church. Um, it's an evangelism, evangelism training. And sa mga naka-finish na sa training, familiar mo sa ako mga gipang sulti ka ron, right? You know, training and having right method is really important. But at the end, it is the Holy Spirit who can convince people to believe, not you. Next, the Holy Spirit gives a word to our witness. John 14, 26. You know, if mahandog ka on sa sulti, God in His power can remind you and provide you what to say. No, dili pun ni bot pasabot nga um dili na pud ka nagabasa o, or nagamemorize sa scripture. Kay on on sa man i-remind sa spirit sa imo ha, if wala pud ka basa-basa sa Bible. So na pud the responsibility. So whatever your excuses and your reasons why you don't share the gospel, um the answer to that is to tap the Holy Spirit's power in your life. Now, in summarizing the impact of the Holy Spirit upon the first century church, Billy Graham observed this. They had no Bibles, no seminaries, um, nor Bible schools, no radios or telephones, no printing presses, no churches, nothing. However, they turned the world upside down in one generation. And what did they have? They had an experience with the living Christ. They had an encounter with or they had the feeling of the holy spirit they had an encounter with the holy spirit and that's amazing right and hear me the same powering available sa ilaha is the same power that is available sa ato apod now i'm not saying that thousands of people get ato ang reach out in 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 a day no but this is my hope and prayer sa ato as a church that we would be faithful in carrying out the mission that god has given us and you know what, church? We have more opportunities right now in spreading the gospel compared to the time in the early church. You know, especially there is ato ang a place wala pa kayo persecute wala wala kayo jud persecution and I freedom to express our faith compared sa ilaha and even in some places right now nga nagyapoy persecution and giban ang Christianity. But sa ato akaron, especially there is a Davao City, put what are we doing now? Do we take advantage of the opportunities nga gihatag sa Ginoo sa atoa? 
Yes, atong method and and approach is the change in sharing the gospel. Labi na karon nga pandemic. Nga dapat na use social distancing and it's really hard to gather physically. But there are other ways to connect and share the goodness to others, right? Na ay other ways if mo if um we just look for opportunities. How about utilizing the social media? People are most likely on the social media more than ever as they stay at home karon. Do we use social media um, to, to proclaim the gospel? Do we use social media to connect and engage with people and hoping to share the hope sa ilaha? Or do we use most of our time just to just for leisure purposes and detaching ourselves sa mga tao in, instead of engaging with people or connecting with people? Do we use it to share the message of hope or do we use it to spread fear and division and hateful posts and comments. And maybe some of you now can add to na musa in your mga respective workplaces. The question is, do you always have God's mission in your mind? You and I know na, um, that we always have the opportunity to spread the hope in Jesus more than ever. Yes, the method and approach nato might change, but the mission is still the same. Our priority is still the same. The Great Commission and the source of power is still available. For us, and I hope these things Ngakwangi mentioned, these three points would really help you realize that you have more inside than you think as you yield on God's power in your life through His Spirit. You have more inside than you think. And hear me, God will not ask you to do something for which He will not fully equip and enable you by His power. Remember that. God calls you to live a holy life. He calls you to, to live a life of victory instead of defeat. He calls you to, to serve people and to use your gifts for the benefit of people that brings glory to His name. He calls you to influence people of the gospel and be fruitful in the ministry that He has, called, that he has entrusted you um, to, to do and take heart. When He calls you to do something, He equips and enables you to do it as you rely on His power. You have more inside than you think, church, if you just trust and choose to walk in the Spirit. And let me give you two applications here. How do we make this practical this week? You know, what can we do to live a Spirit-empowered life? Now, let me give you two things. First, pray. Pray. In Luke 11, 9-13, it says here, I tell you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, it will be opened. What father among you, if his son asks for a fish, will instead um, of a fish give him a serpent? Verse 12, Or if he asks for an egg, will, will give him a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? If you desire to be empowered by the Holy Spirit, then start asking, seeking, and knocking. It's clear in the text that um, God gives His Holy Spirit when you ask. And remember, you don't have you do not have to beg God to fill you with His Holy Spirit. You don't have to barter with Him by doing this and that to be empowered. All you need to do is simply ask by faith and believe that He gives because He is a faithful and a loving Father who gives His Holy Spirit to those who ask Him. Now, there's no method that you can enact, no man-made way of causing the power of God to cultivate It does not matter what words you use. These are, there are no formulas. Just ask Him. So let me ask you some questions. Do you feel dry? Are you weary and tired sa among battles because you're doing it sa among own strength and pabalik-balik na lang? Are you um, tired of talking so much about amazing theology but not experiencing the reality of it? Does your worship feel distracted and hollow? Are you lacking in gratitude to God? Do you long for more fruit? Both the internal fruit of the Holy Spirit and the external fruit of empowered ministry? Now, if you do, then you are a good candidate for the filling of 
the Holy Spirit sa mga kinabuhi. Let me tell you this. Your dryness and discouragement sa kinabuhi may be an invitation from God to really come to Him and ask Him to use you and empower you for His glory. So come to God. Ask ask His Spirit uh, to empower you um, to do the things that He calls you to do. And second thing, study God's Word. You know, we need to have a healthy balance of words, you know, and His Spirit working in our lives. Because here's the thing, the Word of God has little meaning to us apart from His understanding given to us by the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is also hindered in speaking clear and life-changing truth sa atua apart from the Word of God. 2 Corinthians 3.18, it says, And we all, with unveiled face, Beholding the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. So how can we be changed? By beholding the glory of the Lord. And how can we behold God's glory? Now, theologian Warren Worsby comments on this verse. He says, You and I may radiate the glory of God when we meditate on God's word and in it see God's Son, then the Spirit transforms us. We become more like the Lord Jesus Christ as we grow from glory to glory. That's true. The, the Spirit's primary vehicle for moving and speaking in our lives is the Scriptures. Okay, Nothing else. The Word of God and His Spirit must be married together and they must, um, they must never be separated. You know, it's the Spirit of God who has given us the Word, can open our eyes to understand His Word, and can use God's Word to change our lives and the life of others. So, it's very important to uh, read and meditate and memorize God's Word. We have a responsibility. Now, I want to make an invitation for you if you're a Christian. The application that you need right now is actually to simply accept Jesus If you want to have freedom from the power and the penalty of sin in your life, dili na pinagi sa mga pupaningkamot o buhat sa mga maayong butang para mahiluan ka. It's only by the blood of Jesus that can cleanse you and um, for you to receive forgiveness sa mga mga sala. Dili pinagi sa buhat nga maluwas ka but it's by grace through faith in what Jesus has done for you on the cross and His resurrection. And the, an amazing, and the amazing thing is this. Um, if you surrender your life to Jesus, wala lang siya nag-promise of forgiveness of sin sa imuha, but He also promises that He will be with you forever, fighting your battles and helping you endure and live a life of abundance according to the riches of His glory by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I encourage you to respond to His invitation right now. Stop trusting um, sa imuhang good works but come to Jesus and trust Him to be the Savior and Lord of your life. Now, if you are ready, you can pray this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, thank you for forgiving my sins through Christ's death and His resurrection. I now confess and turn from my sins and make you the Savior and Lord of my life. I now surrender to your control and empower me to live the newness of life by your Spirit. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you for responding. And I don't know where you are, but believe that you are saved now. And He is inviting you to experience Him more, same in life. You know, Jesus is inviting you to know Him more and become more like Him. So, and if you want to, do if you want to do that, we can actually help you as uh, a church. You can directly message us, uh, FB page Nama, and we will provide you the next steps for you to know Jesus more and um, become like Him. And I want to share to you a story before I pray, okay, or end this in prayer. Now, there was an old woman who lives in Sakalugar ng Publikayan, Publikapunsa. And years before, Nashi Anak, who immigrated to America, and his son became very successful businessman there. But walay time to return um, home to visit Iyahang mother. 
And so one day, Nashay getting a woman eye friend, and this friend of hers sat down with her and they talked together. And he asked siya sa yung friend if nagapadala ba iyang anak sayaha para mas sustain yung needs. And the old woman says no. And she looked very sad. But she added, Mingon ng old lady, he does write me nice letters though. And he sends me the most interesting pictures. Okay, that's what the old lady said. So, nagapadala gidi ay gihapon niyang anak, but mga pictures, interesting pictures and letters. And a young friend was annoyed, realizing that the son was quite wealthy, yet wala nagapadala sa yang mama. But wala rapun niya gisulti kung sa nasi yang mind. But she asked this old lady, yang, he asked, may I see the pictures? And so the old woman proudly brought them out of a drawer. And then, nakita sa yang friend, and to her amazement, they were actually not pictures at all. They were valuable bank notes dito from America, amounting to thousands of dollars. Nagapadala diya yung anak, but wala lang siya kabalo nga na dito value ang mga interesting pictures na yung ginatawag. So, um, for decades, the mother had been living in poverty. And the problem? She did not know the value of those interesting pictures. She owned the bank notes, but she did not possess them. And sadly, this is what most Christians experience. You know what? That we do not really know how to appropriate God's available power in us that is already ours when we put our faith in Christ. And let me tell you, church, the moment you become children of God through faith in Christ, you become an ear of God. And all of His resources are made available to you. That God, through His divine power, has given us everything that we need for life and godliness. There is no legitimate reason, walay rason, why we should lack God's abundant life and holiness and fruitfulness sa atong kinabuhi. You don't have to continue to live in spiritual poverty. You don't have to live in defeat in your life. You don't have to listen to the enemy nga um, nag-whisper o lies sa imuhang wala na kay hope. No, for God has given us His power and resources if we only choose to walk in the Spirit. So you have this incomparable power in you. And I hope you are aware of that. And my prayer for you this week is that you will be empowered by the Holy Spirit to do what He calls you to do. Let's pray. Father, uh, I want to pray what Paul prayed for the Ephesians, that may the eyes of our hearts be enlightened in order that we may know the incomparable great power for us who believe that the power that raised Jesus from the dead is the same power at work sa among mga kinabuhi oh lord break our among pride that we won't rely on ourselves in living the christian life but we will be totally dependent on you and your power through the holy spirit to be fruitful in whatever you've called us to do Thank you for the truth that you didn't just save us, but you have given us a promise that you will live in us and be with us in this life through the power, through the presence and power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. May we live daily empowered by your Spirit for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much, everyone, for your time. I hope you will have a Spirit-filled week this week. And let me tell you this, you are loved.